Welcome also very much from my side. As we have not met before, um, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm an engineer and I've been working for the last 20 years in the automotive industry in different companies and positions. I started with quality, I worked in industrial engineering, I was then very fast a plant manager of the um, biggest plant of that organization I worked for at that time. Uh, and finally, I was um, head of a business unit, being responsible for P&L um, on a global business unit with around 14,000 people at a, let's say, comparable turnover to Deutz. Now, I'm at Deutz since um, around one year, uh, and I'm very happy to be here and to bring my experience to the operations organization at Deutz. And to work also together with my B team to bring operations and our performance to the next level. What I'm doing today is I'm going to explain you what our plan is in operations uh, to support the dual plus strategy. And here in particular, we talk about performance improvement, in particular in classic. And Sebastian showed us before that this is needed and we have already strong successes. So if in, in order to produce more than 200,000 engines per year, we have already started to align our organization and we have started to work, work on our internal processes and on our efficiency improvements. This leads to an optimized inventory management and for sure we also work on our supply chain, on the resilience of our supply chain. Because I will show you later on that this will be a major focus in the future. I made a deep dive together with my team on the operations performance and we came up with a comprehensive operations roadmap. It's a comprehensive roadmap because we, on one hand, describe here what we do, we align our organization, we improve our processes, and we prepare ourselves for a future setup in production as well as in supply chain. But we also have a plan because we know how we do it. So it's not just what, it's also how, and that's really important, and we have started already. We work on our production efficiency improvement, for sure, we want to build more than 200,000 engines and prepare ourselves as well for our future products. We focus on supply chain as well as on resilient supply base, and we consider here also make versus buy activities. We work on our internal processes and here in particular on our sales and operational planning to improve our reaction to the customer on one hand, but also to get our internal processes in order. That's a lot and I will, go, I will start now with uh, our production setup. We have a global production setup today we have nine plants on a global base. 
Let's start with our plant in North America. In North America, we uh, produce or customize our engines for the North American needs. We have also set up two plants in China, and these two plants in China would support the local growth once the Chinese eco economy would pick up again. But the majority of our plants are in Europe. In, in Safra, this is in Spain, in Ulm, and you are here now at our biggest plant, our plant here in Cologne. And we are very proud of that plant on one hand, but on the other hand, this is also a challenge. Because this means our, most of our production locations are in high-cost countries. So, what is our plan? What do we do to still be, be profitable and to still be um, yeah, competitive to our, to our competitors? What we are doing very strictly is investing in digitalization and automation. You can see it here on the, the picture and I explain you later on what that means. Overall, we invested in the past years around 55 million euro in automation and we will do further investments also in the future in the next two years more than 25 million euro. Our target is to increase our productivity by up to 40%. And that's reachable, so we have this potential. In, during our summer break, uh, we went to our shaft center, and here we have changed our setup, built up our automation processes, and you see it here. We have uh, before this video with 11 times speed, after that the video with 2.5 times speed, and it's very clearly, it's visual how huge the improvement is and how good we have improved our productivity up to 40% with a very, very high output. And we will do more. Why do we do that? First of all, we need to have our, our costs under control. On the other hand, we need to use and utilize our capacity at the best, in the best way before our future products. And these future products you see here. We have here the 3.9 liter engine. This is an engine that we have developed together with John Deere. And we will start this on the line number five. Later on, you will go into the production line. Please take the opportunity and look at that. And then you will see our line number five. And here we have enough capacity now to install the 3.9 liter engine. We are very proud that we have produced last week already four hydrogen engines on our line number three, also here in Cologne. And there is more to come. And we are in, on the way to set up a new line here, line number six, for engines 4.1 liter and 6.1 liter. And this is a highly flexible line. So we can, can produce more than one type of engine here. And this helps us also in our flexibility in the future. At the same time, we are on the way to do make or buy analysis of selected components 
and I will explain you later on why we do that. So there is still more to do. We will have the ramp up of the, our genset H2. We will integrate the new Daimler truck engines. So Sebastian has shown that, has showed that we integrate the edoids. So there's a lot of things to do, and we are happy that we can grow here in Cologne. The next very important priority is to have a significant improvement of our delivery performance to our customers. We from operations, we have a huge influence in, um, in on-time deliveries and deliver the engine to our customers when needed. Sebastian already said that we have a good percentage, more than 85% in the stable uh, supply delivery performance. Is this good enough? I think we have to do something here as well. On the other hand, uh, we have improved already on our customer delivery performance. But here, there's still a long way to go. And the good thing is that we can do that without huge investments. We do that with adjusting of our internal processes. So we work on our um, sales and operation planning process. We have started a project already. We are almost finished with that, and we bring it now into our sustainable uh, working through our departments. And we have a close connection now to our supply base, because also um, our supply base and delivery needs to be stabilized. And all that together will help us to have a better um, and a significant improvement of our customer deliveries in the future. A very big effect of this changing of processes is that we are going to reduce our inventory by 15% until the end of this year. That's the target that we ha have given ourselves. And that's huge. But for sure, we come from a quite high level because over the last two to three years, we had the distressed distress suppliers, the supply chain, and we built up safety stock in components and engines. But that's not needed everywhere anymore. So every part of our organization has prepared an action plan to reduce the inventory level. And we will reach our minus 15% by the end of the year. And with changing and adjusting of our internal processes, we sustainably reach that also for the, for the following years. A next very successful uh, project, what we have started in 2023, is that we significantly improve our logistics here. We come from a system where we had four logistic locations, and there was no separation between inbound and outbound. Now, with the building up of a third shift, we have to manage more components and more engines. And this means uh, we need to have more transparency, more flexibility, and have also reduce our cost in reducing our warehouses. We have started at uh, the beginning of 23. This was not totally flawless. 
um, but we managed to correct it by mid of this year and we will finish it uh, end of this year, end of 2023. This helps us in cost control, in transparency and flexibility. Another highly important topic is our supply base and to make our supply base more resilient. We have 1,200 direct material suppliers. We have um, 25,000 active material numbers, and that's a lot. And we work in an environment where we share our suppliers with the automotive industry, uh, with the automotive industry that produces combustion engines. And once the volumes in the automotive industry go down, we would expect that a huge number of our suppliers also are impacted. That's the situation. We also have seen that we are very, have a very high share of single sources. And single sources mainly in Europe. And we have a high number of variants. When you look at our long-tail turbocharger, we have 350 different variants of long-tail <coughs> turbochargers. And um, they are somehow equal, but they are not the same. And when we look at our, um, our material numbers, what we use for production, is this is just 20% of that. 20% reducing is 95% of our production. The rest is low runners, spare parts. And here we prepare as well a plan to improve. So what is our answer to that? One thing is that we um, we doubling our dual shares within the next two years to 20%. And as we have a lot of suppliers in Europe, we also have an advantage when we look into the best cost countries. We go to China, we go to India, we go to other countries and screen our supply base. We have done that already with some specific components like camshafts and crankshafts. And these suppliers in China helped us to ramp up our third shift. Otherwise, we would not have enough components. We will do the same also in India and other parts um, globally to, to increase our double share on one hand, but on the other hand also to have our costs under control and find potentials for cost-saving activities. Another actions what we are do is we proactive mitigate and develop mitigation strategies for our critical materials. This can be insourcing. This can be as well re-engineering together with our customers. We did this with our ECUs. You know, there was a, over the last two years uh, a lack of ECUs and it hit us as well. And we had also some old ECUs. So we worked together with our customers to re-engineer them and change them into the new technologies. And this helps us and our customers to have enough components also in the future. So overall is what we are doing. We have a structured response to our disrupt dis disrupted supplier landscape. 
we build up a flexible and scalable production with a high profitability and with increasing automation to prepare ourselves for the future. And we focus on improving our customer deliveries to make our customers happy and also to contribute to our growth ambitions. That is what we are doing. So we assure that the world keeps moving. Thank you. Disclaimer. As described in our legal section on our website www.seat11a.com, this publication is just for informational purposes only. This means it is not considered to give you any investment advice. Any opinion or recommendation expressed by the companies is neither given nor supported by us and should not be considered an investment advice from our side. Also remember that any opinion or recommendation expressed is subject to changes without further notice. The content itself is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or timeline of its content. Seat11a.com and its employees disclaim all liabilities for any loss that may arise in any form from any use of information in the video slash audio and from our website. We neither express any opinion on the future value of any security or other investment vehicle, nor recommend any investment based on the information given. Please consider the publications and our website as a platform for companies to present themselves, but you need to seek financial advice from an expert regarding the accuracy and appropriateness of the material presented or recommended by the companies in the publication, as we are just considered a publisher. We may hold and trade any time securities in the presenting company, may it be a listed or private company. By consuming our content, you agree to these terms and the terms in our legal section on our website.